NISBA's Study Break podcast is supported by the College Board, a mission-driven organization that connects students to college success and opportunity. Learn more at collegeboard.org. The year was 1918. Helen Crane Hill was an undergraduate at Skidmore College in Saratoga, New York. She didn't know it at the time, but she was to become something of a rarity on campus. She watched in horror one day as her roommate Melissa left for the hospital with what they thought was a typical flu. Little did Melissa know that what she had come down with would infect about 500 million people globally, according to reports, including nearly every student at Skidmore, except Crane Hill, who watched as her peers, one by one, dropped like flies, according to a 1986 interview. While Skidmore had no fatalities that year, the 1918 Spanish flu made its virulent presence known on campus. It was, no doubt, an event Crane Hill and her peers never forgot. I'm Gail Simidian, research analyst at NISBA. This week's study break examines the importance of the 1918 Spanish flu in relation to the current COVID-19 pandemic. New York has flattened the curve via our public health protocols, including social distancing. We're on the decline in the number of hospitalizations and new cases of the virus. All true. Yet time after time, history has shown us that we're not out of the woods just yet. Viruses can and often do have second waves. The most referenced analogy by Governor Cuomo about this pandemic is the 1918 Spanish flu, which infected people in the U.S. and abroad in multiple waves. The first wave of the Spanish flu in spring 1918 was rather mild. The second wave of the Spanish flu in late summer-fall 1918 wreaked havoc compared to the first wave. The mild flu symptoms present during the first wave gave way to many fatalities, Without a vaccine, healthcare providers got sick. Hospitals didn't have the capacity to keep up. Public places and schools closed. People wore masks. Schools became makeshift hospitals, according to research. Sound familiar? In all, there are about 20 to 50 million fatalities, according to historical research. Some states didn't comply with public health protocols. The results? Well, take a guess. Philadelphia held a parade in September 1918. Ten days later, a thousand people died. St. Louis prohibited public gatherings, which resulted in less fatalities in Philadelphia during that pandemic's apex. The Spanish flu had a third wave in January 1919, which also resulted in some fatalities. Though it is thought, as war ended and travel slowed, the virus did too. According to Dr. Anthony Fauci, the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, we can bet on a second wave of the COVID-19 virus but the future is up to us. Any outcome of a second wave may be mitigated by our actions, notes a CNN article. So what can we do to stay safe? Coronaviruses are more prevalent during colder months. A possible second wave may coincide with flu season, says the article. The swine flu followed this pattern as well. And yes, you got it, the 1918 Spanish flu. PPE stockpiles and social distancing guidelines, including gatherings that do not exceed 10 people, can help us stay safe, since a vaccine may not be available until mid to late 2021. In a recent daily announcement, Governor Cuomo said a second wave could happen due to reopening too soon or being too casual about reopening. Reopening, he says, means we have to be smart, which we are, and we will be. Thanks for listening. Remember to join Study Break on Twitter at NISBA Podcast to see a list of resources for today's topic. Stay safe and well.
Until next time.